G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You know, the more I look around, the more I come to the conclusion that we are masters of self-delusion. All this stuff going wrong in our lives, and yet we want to blame everyone else rather than taking responsibility for our own actions. Hi, I'm Bertie Diamond. Thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're kicking off a brand new series of messages called Extravagant Grace. Why? Because God wants to pour His grace into your life to set you free from all that stuff, all that sin that may be holding you back. So let's head into God's Word and please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about a free booklet that I'd love to send you called Extravagant Grace. It's all about helping you to live your life to the full in the grace that God has already poured out on you through Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've noticed this before, but we are masters of self-delusion, you and I, and half the rest of the world too, I'd have to say. That's a bold statement, isn't it? So what leads me to this earth-shattering conclusion? Well, I don't know. We seem to have this amazing capacity to make excuses, to see something that's obviously wrong and then to rationalise it away. Look at how long it took us to acknowledge that smoking was bad for you, even though the evidence was there for a long, long time. It seems that what we do is that we separate the impact from the cause, the symptom from the disease. Because we just don't want to acknowledge the disease because that means taking responsibility. And then, then what we do is the rest of our lives, what we spend those treating the symptoms instead of dealing with the underlying issues of the disease. It's as though there's a missing link. Today we're starting a new series called Extravagant Grace. It was sparked by a pastor in a place called Bukavu, which is in the Democratic Republic of Congo. He wrote to me recently, and this is what he said. He said, We appreciate very much your programs, but many of our people here are traumatised by war. They've become like children in their thinking. In reality, they need some milk teaching to grow up, as well as meat teaching that we're feeding them. That really made me think, how easy is it to quickly gloss over the centrepiece of what Christianity is all about? The gospel, the good news, that that God created the whole universe and he created us and we turned our backs on him and what we deserve is his punishment. And so often in life you see people's lives are a mess because they've turned their backs on God. And Jesus comes and what he came to do was to pay for that sin so that we could have a new life, an eternal life. It's a wonderful story of extravagant grace. But so often, we don't talk about it. And so often, we fail to make the connection between God's story of extravagant grace and our desperate need of that grace. Between our rejection of God and all that stuff that's ruining our lives. How do I know that? Let me tell you something interesting. 
I produce 50 of these programs each year. In fact, over 500 radio programs a year of the different programs that I'm involved in. That's a lot of programs. And we deal with all sorts of different subjects. Sometimes it's about the underlying disease. Sometimes we talk about the symptoms. Sometimes we deal with issues like forgiveness or discovering who God made us to be, all sorts of different things. But you know where the three most popular series have been, the, the ones that have had the phone ringing hot? Dealing with difficult people, anger management, and affluenza, which was all about working too hard, spending too much money, being addicted to spending money. See, people have a felt need. There's something wrong in a relationship. And so the phone rings hot at our offices. I want to buy that CD. Send me the life application guide. But a series leading up to Easter, let's say, looking at who Jesus is, some poignant vignettes of Jesus' life, personal, intimate pictures of who he is, just as good, just as relevant, yet we have nowhere near the same response. Why is that? Because people respond to their felt need. It's about dealing with the symptoms. I have a difficult person in my life. Oh, I need those programs dealing with difficult people. I have an angry person in my life. Oh, I need, I need anger management. I have money problems. My credit cards are maxed out. Oh, send me those CDs on affluenza. See, we try and treat the ills in our lives by managing the symptoms. And we fail to make the link often between the symptoms and the deep underlying causes. See, if you treat the underlying causes, the symptoms go away. All my life... I've been overweight. Just one of those genetic things, I guess, plus I love food. And last year, I felt tired and lethargic and uncomfortable, and I wasn't sleeping well. So I saw a doctor about my sleep, and he did the test, and he said, no, you, you don't have sleep apnea. He said, just go and lose some weight. Now, that's, that's confronting. I, I knew I was overweight. I, I knew that that was probably the cause of me not sleeping well, but I just didn't want to deal with it. And since then, I've lost weight, a lot of weight. And I feel fantastic. It's an awesome thing. You deal with the underlying problem and the symptoms go away. It's the same thing over and over again in our lives. Marriages are falling apart. People are leading miserable lives. People in really difficult situations. You know, over half of the millions of people that will listen to this program this week live in poverty, in a war zone, under threat. It's like an emotional battering ram. We have unforgiveness in our hearts. We have fear. Some people are into witchcraft. Other people are into worshipping wealth and money. There is an answer. God has done something that breaks through all that and goes right down to the root of the problem to heal it with his extravagant grace. Over these next few weeks on the program... That's what we're going to be looking at. And I'd like to start with what the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, for the Jew and the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. And unlike Paul, Neither am I ashamed of the gospel, because the good news of Jesus Christ is the power of God for everyone who believes. The power to save us, the power to heal us, the power to deal with all of those symptoms by striking at the underlying disease. I am not ashamed of the gospel, 
because it's a gospel of extravagant grace. Maybe there's a missing link between the symptoms and the disease, and it's time to deal with that once and for all. And I'm not ashamed to tell you, the answer is Jesus. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. The grace of God isn't just a concept. It's not just a theory. The extravagant grace of God is meant to have an impact in your life. It's meant to help you lay hold of the new life that God has ready and waiting for you through Jesus Christ. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet, It's called Extravagant Grace. It's full of life-changing, practical Bible teaching to help you lay hold of the grace of God in your life. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find a series of life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. So to request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, and you'll see that free offer right there toward the top of the homepage. Click on it, pop in your name and email, and that e-booklet will be winging its way to your inbox in just seconds. It really is that easy. Again, that web address is ChristianityWorks.com. One of the biggest things that needs to happen to us as we grow up from being a child to an adult is that we need to learn to take responsibility for our own actions. That's obvious. And yet, sadly, some people never take that step. They want to keep on making excuses, blaming other people. It's time for us to take stock and be brutally honest with ourselves. I spent a lot of my life making excuses for things. Perhaps you have too. Do you remember as a child when you did something wrong, how quickly you were able to formulate an excuse for your parents when they held you to account? It's amazing how early in life we start with the excuses. And then later in life, we deal with this issue and that issue. We make a mistake here or there. Perhaps even reject God, as I did for much of my adult life. And we have an excuse. Well, I didn't know. Well, well, you know, I felt this or I thought that and, well, so it didn't turn out okay. It's not my fault. And that's the bottom line. We want to shift the blame somewhere else. Well, I didn't realise there was a God. I didn't realise that, that he's a good God and that some of the stuff I'm into is like a slap in his face. We'd all like to think that God is a kind and loving God, and he is. But when we turn our backs on him, as we all have done, there's a price to pay And I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you that from time to time. So it's easy to go through life living on this superficial level. Some people listening today are pretty well off. Others are in war zones and refugee camps. Some are pretty resilient. Some are damaged emotionally. But it doesn't matter who we are or where we're at. This is something we need to hear, a message from God. I'm going to share that with you today. If you have a Bible, please open it at Romans chapter 1. I'm reading from Romans 1, verses 18 to 25. This is what he says. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world... God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, 
so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like men or or birds or animals or reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is blessed and praised forever. This, this talks about our wickedness, our sin. Sin literally means to miss the mark. The whole point of life, the whole point of existence is for us to have a wonderful life in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Sin is about turning away from that and missing the point. And what Paul is saying here, that the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. No matter who we are or where we're at, we need to hear that message. And Paul actually goes on, beginning in Romans 1 verse 29, to list some of those wicked things. He says they've become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed and depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They're gossip, slanderers, God-haters. They're insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They're senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Maybe you relate to some of those things in that list. But you know what we do? We end up blaming everyone else. It's not my fault. So-and-so did this and that, and then they made me feel this, and besides, I, I, I never really thought about God. Does he really exist? See, we make excuses. We duck shove these things. We lay off the blame somewhere else. If you have stuff happening in your life, relationship issues, fear, perhaps you live in a dangerous place, perhaps people have done some bad things and you're feeling emotionally damaged, you might be saying, Bernie, I don't need to hear this. Listen to me. No matter who we are, it's time to stop making excuses. Let's put first things first. God, does he exist or doesn't he? Listen again to what Paul says. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Because what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain. Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly evident, being understood from what he made, so that men are without excuse. Look around. Look at creation. People want to deny God. Look at the stars, the cosmos, the earth, the plants, the animals, the forces of nature, the land, the sea. It's got God's fingerprints all over it. Stop and think about it for a few minutes. So vast, yet so intricate. So complex, yet so beautifully simple. Everything so interdependent, working together brilliantly. Was that an accident? Or did God make it? God's invisible, but who he is can be clearly seen and there are no more excuses. God is God. We have rejected him and all he wants for us to do is to admit that and turn back to him. There's a link between what we're going through in life and where we are in our heart relationship with God. There is. But what we do is exactly what Paul says. Although we claim to be wise, we become fools. And we exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal men and birds and animals and reptiles. 
you know, some of the people listening to this today live in parts of Africa where witchcraft is huge. People have rejected God and they've gone after evil spirits. See, we've traded the physical reality, the things we can see and touch, for the great unseen reality of God. We've started to worship what we can see, and some people worship money, and some people worship the devil, and some people worship through witchcraft. We've we've replaced God with all that stuff. And there are consequences. See, one day, you and I, all of us, will stand before God in judgment. But there are consequences here and now too. We rebel against God. We go our own way. We're stiff-necked and we're insolent and we're ruthless and we're faithless. And on the other hand, things are falling apart all over our lives. They are the consequences of rejecting God. It's right in front of our face. Listen to me. God is talking to us through his word today. Wake up wherever you are. Are you in this place that Paul is talking about? Don't get me wrong. God isn't a bunch of rules, but there are a few things, just a handful of things he says don't do. And when we reject him, when we turn against that, there are consequences, there just are. And now that you've heard it, there are no more excuses. It is time to turn back to him. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. You can read it, listen to the audio or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. God's Word, fresh for you each day. It's completely free. To get instant access, just stop by our mobile-friendly website, freshdevotional.org. You'll see that Fresh Devotional sign-up right there at the top of the page. And when you do subscribe, you'll instantly receive a free copy of the e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? That web address, again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. So go ahead, sign up to receive Fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. Not everything that God has to say about our future is particularly palatable. Fortunately, though, God's prepared to call a spade a spade. God's prepared to be honest and direct with us. God is prepared to call us to account and explain to us the consequences of our bad behavior. Why? Because he loves us beyond measure. Because he wants to get our lives, yours and mine, back on track to live in the extravagant grace that he's already poured out on us. So let's be bold enough together now to listen to what he has to say. I remember when I was a kid, doing some things that were just plain wrong. Well, it's part of growing up. And every now and then, I'd get a good old-fashioned belting. It never seemed fair. I never enjoyed it. I guess that's natural. But now as an adult, I look back on that. When I disobeyed my parents, there were consequences, as there should be. I got my just desserts. And that's something that we pretty much understand. There are certain boundaries in life, like the boundary between right and wrong, and when we cross those boundaries, there are consequences. You eat too much, don't exercise, you'll go to an early grave. 
You smoke and you'll probably end up with lung cancer. You fool around outside your marriage and the marriage will fall apart. We pretty much understand that, at least for other people. For them, there should be consequences, absolutely. But me, well, we're prepared to cut ourselves a bit more slack than that, aren't we? It's true, we're prepared to judge other people far more harshly than we judge ourselves. And that, as it turns out, goes to the heart of our relationship with God. In this series, Extravagant Grace, grace is something we don't deserve. It's it's extravagant, God's grace. It's over the top. It's more than we can hope for or imagine. But we have no need for God's grace unless we're someone who doesn't deserve it. But surely I'm not such a bad person. Well, surely I deserve God's favour. I mean, surely when I get up there in heaven, he'll pat me on the back. But that old cow over there, she deserves God's judgment. (laughs) Sound familiar? Well, have a listen to how the Apostle Paul deals with that sort of thinking. We're reading, if you have a Bible, open it up at Romans chapter 2. He says, You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself. Because you who pass judgment, you do exactly the same things. Now, we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere person, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you'll escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, the tolerance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is meant to lead you towards repentance? But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God will. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 